As the U.S. continues building out the framework for a space core or space force, France is one of the few other countries considering space as the new front for military threats. Recently, French officials announced a new weapons program called Mastering Space, concerning surveillance and defense in Earth's orbit. My name is Emily Molly, and you're watching Subverse News. Today, we're looking at France's plans for mastering space and how this fits in with international agreements put in place to avoid a space arms race. But before we go further, make sure you check out our articles on Minds.com and Medium. If you want to support the work we do, you can donate through PayPal, Patreon, or Subscribestar. All of those links are in the description. At the end of July, the French Minister of the Armed Forces gave detail behind an earlier announcement by President Emmanuel Macron on Bastille Day about creating their own Space Force. In his announcement, Macron said the Space Command would be operational in September as part of the French Air Force, which will change its name to the Air and Space Force. Armed Forces Minister Florence Parley said there would be a 700 million euro expansion of the military's space budget on top of the 3.6 billion euros already dedicated to space between 2019 and 2025 for a total of 4.3 billion euros for space altogether. The new Space Command will start with 220 soldiers and gather personnel from their Space Operations Military Oversight Center, Joint Space Command, and the Military Center Satellite Observation System. The new Air Force Space Operations Center will be opened in Toulouse by 2025. According to French news outlet Le Point, Parley announced the details of the space strategy in front of Air Force personnel, stating, having a reinforced space defense is absolutely essential. It is our freedom of appreciation, access, and action in space that is at stake. What has many in the international community talking is some of the planetary defense equipment that they plan on launching into orbit. There are a number of international treaties and agreements prohibiting deployment of weapons of mass destruction in orbit and destroying enemy satellites in self-defense. France's space defense strategy challenges some of the agreements they've already signed on to, including the Outer Space Treaty of 1967, which I'll get into a bit later. However, officials insist this new military framework falls within international laws, and Minister Parley stated, We do not want to embark on a space arms race. We will conduct a reasoned arsenalization. In tandem with private companies within the defense and aerospace industries like Airbus and Tails Group, the French military plans to deploy low-orbit and geostationary means of detection, satellites with payloads like cameras to detect potential threats. The next round of satellites they plan to deploy are equipped with weapons, allowing them to take out potential threats with machine guns that can take out an aggressor's solar panels, or lasers that can blind or destroy an enemy satellite. Additionally, in 2023, they plan to deploy swarms of nanosatellites that would be placed around strategic objects and may also carry defensive or offensive payloads, as well as small satellite launchers that could quickly produce makeshift replacement satellites that may be destroyed by threats. According to Business Insider, Parley noted that these developments are part of a defensive strategy, saying, active defense is not an offensive strategy, it's self-defense. It is, when a hostile act has been identified as such, acceptable within the confines of international law to be able to respond in an appropriate and proportionate manner. The law does not exempt self-defense, does not prohibit militarization, nor does it prevent weaponization. Parley referenced an incident in 2017 with the French-Italian secure communications satellite Athena Fetus, which Russia attempted to intercept. Currently, the French military operates three Syracuse satellites used for communication between deployed troops and France. After new cameras are tested, France is aiming to launch the new generation of Syracuse satellites, capable of destroying enemy satellites, into orbit by 2030. 
The United Nations has taken a stance on the weaponization of space, with countries convening together to enforce resolutions to ensure space does not become a new dimension of warfare in the years to come. On October 14, 2016, the UN General Assembly passed an agenda item, 96B, which is entitled Prevention of an Arms Race in Outer Space, No First Placement of Weapons in Outer Space, which was endorsed by 35 member nations. The resolution states that the member nations are seriously concerned about the possibility of an arms race in outer space and of outer space turning into an arena for military confrontation, further stating that practical measures should be examined and taken in the search for agreements to prevent an arms race in outer space. The UN resolution is not the first of its kind, but does make reference to other space-centric legislation by other countries, including a draft treaty between China and Russia introduced at the Conference on Disarmament in 2008, which welcomes prevention of the placement of weapons in outer space and of the threat or use of force against outer space objects. It encourages all states, especially space-faring nations, to consider the possibility of upholding as appropriate a political commitment to not be the first to place weapons in outer space. The resolution does not bind the countries so they cannot put weapons in space, but it does create a unilateral pact that the member nations involved will not be among the first to put weaponized satellites into Earth's orbit. The precedence for space governance was not set by the 2016 resolution either, with a treaty adopted by the General Assembly going back as far as 1966. The treaty entitled, Treaty on Principles Governing the Activities in the Exploration and Use of Outer Space, including the Moon and other celestial bodies, states that it reaffirms the importance of international cooperation in the field of activities in the peaceful exploration and use of outer space, and recognizes the importance of developing the rule of law in this new area of human endeavor. The treaty outlines a series of 17 articles, which govern how members will interact peacefully in space as well as on celestial bodies. Articles cover a variety of topics, such as how outer space, including the moon and other celestial bodies, is not subject to national appropriation by claim of sovereignty, by means of use or occupation, or by any other means, or the prohibition of the establishment of military bases, installations, and fortifications, the testing of any type of weapons, and the conduct of military maneuvers on celestial bodies. The articles also encourage international cooperation in terms of exploring space, referring to it as a human endeavor, and not one bound by nation-states. Article 10 outlines this, suggesting, in order to promote international cooperation in the exploration and use of outer space, in conformity with the purposes of this treaty, the states' parties to the treaty shall consider, on a basis of equality, any requests by other states, parties, to the treaty to be afforded an opportunity to observe the flight of space objects launched by those states. The articles themselves wish to encourage more cooperative interaction in space instead of the production of military options. They want more multinational space projects like the International Space Station, which was launched in November 1998. A major concern with increasing the amount of satellites in orbit around the Earth is the potential for space debris, especially if satellites from different countries are trying to destroy one another. Objects in orbit around the Earth are moving at over 17,000 miles per hour in order to not fall back down to Earth. Space debris in orbit around the Earth traveling at that speed can do some major damage, even if it's the size of a peanut. According to the European Space Agency, a collision with a 10-centimeter object would entail a catastrophic fragmentation of a typical satellite. A 1-centimeter object will most likely disable a spacecraft and penetrate the ISS shields, and a 1-millimeter object could destroy subsystems on a satellite. As of January this year, the European Space Agency says there are more than 34,000 objects greater than 10 centimeters, 900,000 objects between 1 and 10 centimeters, and 128 million objects 
for one millimeter to one centimeter. The most polluted areas are lower Earth orbits, which is about 120 to 12,000 miles above Earth, and geostationary orbits, which is over 22,000 miles above Earth. These are the two zones that France and other countries are going to be sending more satellites. We'll continue to watch the developments of satellites and militaries entering space, so be sure to check back for further updates. We also cover a lot of these topics and more in our articles, which you can find on Minds.com and Medium until our website is launched, which will be very soon. You can also check out our articles in podcast form on most major podcast platforms. The Subverse News team is also planning another Super Chat for this Friday where you can ask us questions and hear us talk about news and important Subverse developments. If you want to support the work we do, we're starting to set up perks for subscribers with cool bonus content, items, and deals. You can donate to us through PayPal, Subscribestar, and Patreon, or buy our merchandise from our Teespring shop. All those are linked in the description. Another way to help us grow is to leave your thoughts in the comments and share our videos. Thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time.